0: Welcome to the Mum Style Business Podcast. I'm your host, Annalise Warren, a marketing agency founder and CEO, business strategist, digital marketing mentor, wife, and mama of three little ones. I'll help you combine ambition and motherhood and build your business to get the profit and freedom you started it to achieve. Stay tuned for conversations with successful women in business, as well as practical marketing strategies and tips that you can action right away. So let's get into it. This week on the podcast, I'm interviewing Janine Garner, and she is an absolute powerhouse. I'm so excited for you to get to know her. Janine is a business growth expert, a best-selling author, an international keynote speaker, and that only just scratches the surface. So welcome, Janine.
1: Oh, thank you so much for having me, Annalise. It's just fabulous to have a conversation. I love it.
0: So tell us a bit about you. (laughs)
1: <laughs> how far back do you want me to go? <laughs> uh, a bit about me. Well, I guess let's, let's start with, with who I am now and, and then I'll touch a bit on my journey. Essentially, I'm, I'm absolutely obsessed with the power of connection and how when we learn to connect the right way, when we learn to build relationships that are supporting our growth Uh, we're able to unlock these incredible opportunities, these incredible collaborations, and ultimately we're able to help businesses grow. And everything I do revolves around unlocking that power of connection. I'm on a mission and my mission is to unleash individual brilliance in 10 million people over the next 10 years. That's, That's my mission over these next 10 years because I absolutely believe that in every single one of us exists far more brilliance than we are currently bringing to the world. I believe that in our businesses exist the brilliant ideas and the innovations and the opportunities that we need to drive the change, to drive that next step in our businesses. And amongst our team exist all the ideas that we need to secure our future. But for some reason, uh, we get in our own ways. For some reason, we we uh, lock ourselves down, we struggle with a lack of self-belief, we fail to reach out to the right support, we don't believe in our ideas, and we don't connect to unlock those ideas. So I'm on this personal mission to unleash brilliance in 10 million people. Um, my background, I'm from the north of England originally. I grew up in a farming community. I grew up in a a very male-dominated family environment. I know how to drive a tractor and to collect eggs. Uh, My weekends used to be selling eggs in the market stall at the weekend. And I literally grew up in an environment where, you know, you made your bed, you lie in it, and you stayed in that community. But at the age of 18, to be honest with you, I always felt a little bit different. I always felt that there was more than that little community. And at the age of 18, I I was lucky enough to be granted a full government grant to be able to go to university. I got my escape ticket and I packed my bags at the age of 18 and left home and never went back. So I started in Birmingham. I moved to London at the age of 21, 22, and I started my career in marketing. And I gradually built my corporate career in the UK. And interestingly, looking back, continuously struggled with self-doubt with trying to prove i was good enough with really this this balance between striving proving striving proving and constantly looking outside and thinking i wasn't good enough even in those early years of my career. Uh, At the age of 29, I fell in love with an Aussie and uh, um, came over to Australia. I actually landed in Melbourne on the 1st of December 2000, did the typical UK thing and backpacked around Australia in a two-man tent. I think that's probably when I fell in love with my now husband. If you can get through six months of traveling around Australia in a two-man tent, you can get through anything. Uh, landed back in Melbourne, couldn't find work, so packed the backpack again and this time arrived in Sydney. Spent about three months living in a house share with somebody else, was trying to find a job, and finally got a job working at Citizen Watches. And over those next eight, nine years, rebuilt my corporate career and ended up being group marketing director at Oraton Group, looking after the Oraton brand. And the Ralph Lauren brand throughout Asia. But still self-doubt, striving, proving at this by this time I had three children under seven. I've still got them by the way. They're just a little bit bigger, but at the time they were all under seven. And I lost the fire in my belly. I just started, as much as I was great at my job and delivering great results, there was just, I just felt there was more. I felt there was more I wanted to do. And essentially I packed a corporate career in. And started up my own business. I bootstrapped my own business, which I built over the next eight years. I sold that business in March 2019. And over the course of these last 10 years, I've started to really develop my thought leadership, my thinking, using my experience. And because I'm so passionate about connection and collaboration and individual, you know, as an individual connecting to ourselves. This really has become my space. And I now, while well, pre-COVID, would would travel the world speaking. I work with many of the country's leading organizations on helping them develop high performing teams. And also I work with individuals in organizations that are absolute go-getters, whether they be business owners or, or executives in organizations that just believe there's more. And I'm all about helping them unlock their brilliance to ultimately fuel their success so that's me that's 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 what i do now amazing i love it thank
0: you so much for sharing all of that you've hacked so much into a short amount of time i love it and so now you've got the be brilliant book
1: so Mm. why this book now that's a great question. Um, Be Brilliant is actually my third book. The two previous books I've written, It's the first book was From Me to We, and it was all about how do we get teams working together. The second book, which actually is an international bestseller, It's Who You Know, talks about how do you build the network around you to drive your success. And it was really having written those two books that I started getting curious about why why are people still struggling to connect and surround themselves with the right support network to fuel their success and I started asking various business owners and you know I, I in my work with business owners and executives and leadership teams what I was seeing was these increasing amounts of fatigue these cr- increasing amounts of stress and burnout, and really questioning what's next for them. How do they continue to be relevant? And it was through that research and talking to some of the uh, leading thinkers in terms of businesses or thought leadership or game changing entrepreneurs where I realize that we are all we are actually all the same. We all struggle with the same self-doubt, the same challenges in life, the same imposter syndrome, the same trying to juggle multiple balls. But the difference between those that achieve brilliance and those that do okay is their ability to get to this place of flow, this ability to actually connect with themselves and to own who they are, who they are being and who they want to become. And essentially, that's what Be Brilliant is all about. It's a handbook that I've written for anyone that is passionate about reigniting their brilliance, that wants to live and lead a more successful life to get back in control of their next. And that essentially is going, I know there's more. I know there's more. And Be Brilliant talks to, I've codified those learnings into these four laws of brilliance. And to be honest with you, Annalise, you know, I I totally believe right now we need to be brilliant. We've got to reignite our passion more than ever in this world where we are being challenged by so much on a macro scale, economic challenge, health challenge, social challenge. The only thing that we have control over right now is ourselves, who we're being, who we want to become and the impact that we are making and it absolutely is at our fingertips you know i i talk to loads of people about this stuff and i go your success your inability to get there is actually down to yourself the enemy to your brilliance is within and we've got to get past that we've got to connect with ourselves we've got to connect with what it is that we're doing and why we're doing that and only in that way are we going to attract the right clients the right people to be able to move forward and achieve whatever that dream is now for the record success isn't about building multiple million dollars of businesses it's not just about that success is i'd say to any of your listeners you know do you have a dream to become better? Do you have a dream? You know, did you did you have a belief of, of what you wanted to be when you grow up? Have you set up a business because you have a vision for yourself? And, and what is that? And what's stopping you from doing that? We are so quick to blame externally. We are so quick to deflect our inability to move forward on something else, on someone else, or to blame our lack of. And I actually go, enough, you have absolutely everything that you need. You've just got to find it again, because that dream was there for a reason. And right now, if you want to be successful, if you want to establish a business that is creating freedom, if you want to build something that doesn't become shackles around your ankles, if you've got a dream of changing something in your local environment or in the world, you absolutely can do it. But you got to start with yourself. You got to start with yourself because until we can accept our own imperfections and stop beating ourselves up, until we can rise above our limitations and stop making excuses for what we don't have, until we can do that for ourselves, it's absolutely impossible to do that for people around us. so we've got to get out of our own way and that's essentially what this book is all about it's a handbook to help people do that to reignite that brilliance and to live and lead the life that they want to live yeah
0: so powerful and so true I think a lot of us the default is to blame external for the limitations for where at where we're at for you know all of those barriers Mm. but how do we how do we get better at being ourselves
1: how do we connect it's so easy to say isn't it it really is so easy to say but it's it's so hard to do and i think the reason it is so hard to do is because we are unconsciously conforming to what we think being a business owner needs to be mm. We're so busy conforming to what we believe success should look like. And we're so busy conforming to what other people are wanting us to do. And so we lose our brilliance. And so the four laws that I write about in the book essentially talk about connecting with ourselves first before we can possibly, before we can, connect with our clients, our customers, our staff. And it's about building your inner confidence to ensure that you are externally presenting that confidence. And it's a never-ending journey. I talk about brilliance is a choice first and foremost. You've got to decide, do I want to get better? Because I've been asked a couple of times, who says says that I can be brilliant, Janine? And my answer to that is, who says you can't? Who says you can't? So being brilliant. Brilliant, becoming better is a choice. Brilliance is also a practice, much like learning to meditate, do yoga, run a marathon, raise children. You know, it's a practice. It's a try, fail, try, it wins, try, we lose. It's this It's this constant practice, and it is a discipline. It's a discipline every single day to really check in on yourself and go, how am I doing? Um, the four laws that I teach people in the book or I speak about in the book that are supported with case studies mm-hmm. and The learnings from the hundreds of leaders that I interviewed essentially go like this. The first law is around owning your spotlight. It's about your personal positioning. It's about getting clarity on who you are, who you are being and who you want to become. Because ultimately, if we can't build our self-belief, if we can't increase our own visibility, what chance have you got to attract people into your world? So law number one is about your positioning and owning your spotlight. Law number two is then about your performance. It's about uh, essentially harnessing your energy, energy leadership. I've worked with so many business owners that have incredible dreams. I'm sure you too, Annalise, people that we have a dream and a vision and a plan and they've done their goal setting and their 12-month plans, blah, 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 blah. and then they fall in a heap because they're exhausted. They're at risk of burnout. They've committed to too much. And this dream that they had ends up being buried in the dustbin as something that they thought they could do one day. And so law number two is so important. And it essentially is about ensuring that you are functioning at the very best you can the majority of your time. Because too many people are walking robots of themselves. And I absolutely believe that that is putting limits on their performance and their potential. And yet we are these human beings of extraordinary potential, extraordinary potential if we can only look after who it is that we are. So law number two is about all about performance and how do you harness your energy so that every single day you are bringing the best of yourself to your work and your business. Law number three is then about turning our attention outwards. And this is when I talk about the importance of connection and connecting with intent, Uh, knowing that we cannot be successful alone. And in this law, I talk about the importance of surrounding yourself with the right people, the right people with the right skills, who are going to become your marketing machine, your board of advisors, your intelligence bank that see more in you than you ever see in yourself, that are going to push you beyond your current into a new frontier of brilliance. And that requires bravery, it requires confidence, it requires trust for us to bring those people into our world that are going to help us bring our dream to life. And then finally, law number four is all about marketing. It's all about how do you magnify your influence. This is all about raising your profile, being seen, being heard, influencing more and creating the impact that you want to make as an individual, as a business owner. But also in this, one of the important facets is amplifying the people around you so that together you are building the business and together you are flying higher. So so the book, How Do We Get Better at Being Ourselves? It starts with you. It starts with yourself. It starts with you getting clear on who you are, who you are being and who you want to become, ensuring you're functioning at your very best and then turning that attention outwards with courage and bravery to share your message with the world and to do it with so much conviction that you attract those people into your realm.
0: That roadmap is really clear and I think starting with yourself
1: might be the hardest part, I think it is yeah it's it's hilarious because you are so spot on i'm i'm currently uh in the middle of of delivering a uh, seven week program and the people on it are so desperate we're about at week four i think and they're like okay what do i do what do i do next how do i put a plan around this and i'm like hang on hang on hang on we've actually got to get got to get the foundations right because without the foundations You can put, I'm sure you've seen this in your work too. You can have the best plan in the world. You can have all of the tactics in place, but it will always fall down. It will always fall down unless you are clear on why you're doing it, on making sure that it's reflecting you and ensuring that you are absolutely clear on what the next step is as a result of that. Because when stuff doesn't work, if we're not clear on that stuff, we give up. And yet what we have to do is go, it doesn't work. Okay, how do I shift it 1%, 2%, 3%? How do I get it right so that it's delivering to my ultimate plan? And, you know, I've worked with so many people where they go straight into delivery mode, tactical mode, action mode, and then six months later it said like, it didn't work. It didn't work. And I go, well, no, it didn't because it's not aligned to ultimately what you're trying to do. You've given up. And so the foundation is so critical of owning your spotlight, of looking after yourself, of getting the right people around you to then go to market.
0: Yeah. And even in my own experience, so for, for quarter four, we were all set to go push, push, push. And then I'm having a baby at the end of the year. So it was like, Oh, hang on. Like, what do I actually want? So, given that there'll be another (laughs) member of the family, how much do I want to be working? What team do I want around me? And I really had to pull it all, like strip it all back and take away the shoulds. I should be doing this or, you know, this is what we're currently doing and reassess again from What do I really want this next year to look like? And so instead of doing the launch that we were going to do in, you know, a couple of weeks, we've pushed it out and it's more, no, we need these team members and no, we need this strategy because thinking long term. So, yeah, I think coming back to yourself and that self-reflection can be tricky. And I think sometimes we even have to pull in other people to have them
1: advise of what they see. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. I had um, one of my clients is based in Melbourne. And a couple of weeks ago, and and I'm not sure when people will be listening to this podcast, but right now when we're recording it, we're right in the middle of, of COVID and Melbourne's been in lockdown. And this particular client was having a meltdown, absolute meltdown. And she'd gone into this place of blame and conforming and thinking she had to build this business in this way and that way. And because she couldn't keep up because business was down and she had children at home, she just thought she was a failure. And I literally went, hang on, let's go back. Why are you doing, building this business? Tell, remind me what this is all about. Freedom. Cool. And what does freedom mean? Uh, in a couple of years, I want to take a year off and I'm going to travel around Australia with kids before they get to a certain age right cool that's the bigger plan right now the world is in a whole heap of pain particularly where you live let's stop building a plan around what you should be doing because everyone else is doing that around the country what do you need right now and i have her father-in-law's uh got terminal cancer so there's all of this personal stuff going on and essentially, I challenged her to rethink her own growth plan to go just stop with the growth and actually is stabilized. It's actually what, what is the minimum I need to make to cover the bills to make sure the family's not impacted. And if depending on that figure, how many clients does that mean? And it was just this resetting of mindset. And she phoned me the next day, and she literally just went, Oh my god, I just I just feel suddenly so empowered now. I, I've been chasing something that I can't get, and because I can't get it. I'm making myself sick with it. And I think I'm a failure. And actually what you've just done is reset it, which is that whole law one and two, reset it so that it actually is achievable with what I'm facing right now, which is exactly what you've done at Annalise for this next quarter. And I think that is where one of the critical differences between those successful business owners or leaders and those that fail is this ability to reset, to to recalibrate, to, to stop, and to think and to take ownership of exactly what you're doing next. And the ownership piece, again, is easy to say, hard to do, because we're so busy watching the world around us that we think we should be online, we think we should be launching programs, we think we should be making a million dollars, we think we should be writing books. It's like, no, what do you want to do? And that to me is what being brilliant is all about. It's that ownership piece and building what it is that you want to build not what everyone else wants you to build.
0: Yeah, putting those blinkers on can be hard too sometimes and not playing that comparison game. I know with different courses I've done in the past, when we first started our marketing agency, and I was in this program where you know the others were all quite young, and you know didn't have families, and they're working 18 hours a day, and I was like, oh, they're growing so much quicker, and then I'm like, "Hang on, hang on, but <laughs> that's okay. I have young children. I wanted balance, so <laughs> let's live the balance, now. <laughs> and yeah, not not doing that comparison mm. game. Mm. Yeah. And I think the energy piece is really powerful too. Again, that's been my personal experience this week. I like one shift in just sleeping late, like going to bed late messes up everything, messes up the morning routine, messes up exercise. Then you feel less motivated. You perform like you don't perform at your best. So Mm -hmm. I'm excited to dig into the book because I think that you've really mapped it out in a way that is very, very actionable and very, results focused
1: I think I just want to pick up on that that conversation there or that point at the the sleep piece you know I'm often asked what what gets in the way of us becoming brilliant and I say straight out yourself the enemy to your brilliance is always within and how it shows itself it shows itself in two key ways The first way it appears is the fatigue kicks in. We're exhausted. And I talk about there being three types of fatigue. There is the exhaust fatigue of I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy. I'm so tired. I'm so busy. Oh, my God, I'm so busy, which, which we hear all the time. But there's two other forms that we don't recognize. The second one is what I call stretch fatigue. We're stretched in so many directions. You know, I'm sure there's there's mums listening to this that have probably watched The Incredibles 100 times because <laughs> their kids love it. But it is like we are a living, breathing Elastigirl, like mummy incredible. We are stretched beyond belief of trying to do so many things in one day with our businesses, with our home lives, looking after ourselves, looking after everybody else, that that is exhausting. And the third version of fatigue, and you might have all of them going on, is what I call choice fatigue. And I see this all the time right now. We're exhausted with the choice. You know, if you, even if you look at your area of business and marketing, and when I started marketing, like if you think about the numerous, the hundreds of ways in which we can market our businesses and our brands now. Do I do online, do I do offline, do I do direct mail, do I do print, do I do an email, do I do a LinkedIn campaign, a Facebook campaign, Twitter, Instagram, what should I say? How many times should I communicate? How many Facebook ads should I test? Then you've got what should I read? What program should I go on? Which podcast? Then it goes to, do I recruit this person, that person? Do I market to this business, that business? Um, Should I grow, shouldn't I grow? Let alone in our personal lives of what form of exercise, what to eat, what type of coffee to get. The choice is exhausting (laughs) us, right? You're making me tired thinking (laughs) I know, but we're all doing it. And so you've got this exhaust, you've got fatigue, whether it be exhaust fatigue, stretch fatigue, choice fatigue, kicking in, and that is because we are letting our boundaries go, whether it be staying in our lane, you talked about the blinkers on, yes, but also the boundaries of our time. The other thing that kicks in is what I call blameitis, this triangle of blame that appears out of nowhere when we're not performing. And that is that I touched on it earlier where we are either blaming something else for our inability to move forward, to do what it is that we want to do. So right now we're blaming covid We're blaming governments, we're blaming organisations, we're blaming lack of budget and we're blaming countries, et cetera. Or we're blaming someone else. It could be, you know, flossy two-shoes at the water filter. It could be the accountant. It could be the lawyer. It could be the husband. We blame someone else for our lack of ability to move forward and at worst at the top of the triangle i call it denial we blame ourselves we don't think we're good enough i haven't got enough money i haven't got enough time i'm rubbish at doing this i'm a failure and essentially the fatigue plus the blame fuels stress and that formula of fatigue plus blame fuels stress stops us it stops us making progress And we've got to turn that all around. And that's essentially how I've written the book to go reset boundaries, take ownership because boundaries plus ownership creates momentum. And it's this shift of instead of it being externally as to why my business isn't growing or why why I'm struggling, it's actually up to me to turn this around is really where we get the momentum happening.
0: Yeah, so true. And actually, stop playing the blame game and put the things into action Mm. which yeah is it's so powerful and then we move into the team side or and connecting with people Mm. how how do you direct people in getting started with that where do they start looking for their
1: for their people that's a great question so it all again it starts with you so whenever I'm training people, I've trained thousands of people now in the last seven years about how to network the right way. I say it has to start with you getting clear of what you want. You know, what are your what are your goals, your projects that matter, the things that are important to you, let's say, over the next 12 months? And to break that down into personal and professional goals, whatever, whatever word works for you, goals, plans, targets, KPIs, projects that matter, whatever it is. Then I say to people, so who's going to help you with those? And I say, if you've got to get out your your iPhone and look through your contact list, you've got a real big problem going on. Because my approach to networking and connecting is it's all about a core group of people. I actually believe that there are two ways of networking and we know one way and we've got to learn the other way. The one way that we've all been taught essentially is very transactional. It's about going out there, connecting with as many people as we possibly can. And the reality is, most of the time we're doing that is we're looking for the conversion opportunity. We're looking for the sales opportunity. So we go to events to find the opportunity to sell our programs, to build our business, to find that client. And I go, that's that's networking, but it's also business building activity. At the moment, we do it online, Facebook, LinkedIn. we like, connect, 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 connect. It's not networking. It's just, finding people that you hope at some point you're going to sell to I go that's cool but the bit <laughs> sounds so depressing <laughs> sorry <laughs> it's exactly what we do yeah we all do it and we're told so many of us are told you've really got to network because it's important to your business growth yes it is but then on the flip side the conversations that I hear are I'm really lonely I don't have people to support me and I go yeah it's because you're not networking the right way so we have To network to build business leads, but it's marketing 101. The bit that's missing that I teach is surrounding yourself with a transformational network of people that are going to help you achieve what it is that you want to achieve personally and professionally, which is why that goal is so important. And I talk in the the second book, it's who you know, about a core group of 12 people. And those 12 people are split into four types of people. And these people are going to push you further than you can ever go yourself. They're going to stretch your realm of brilliance. They're also going to keep you in the moment and your feet on the ground and making sure that you're making the right decisions at the right time. And they're going to push you away from your current and pull you towards your future. The four groups of people are the promoters, the pit crew, the teachers, and the butt kickers. Now, the promoters, their whole role is to help you become more. They need to understand your goals and your dreams. And think about the promoters as your walking billboard. They're your cheerleaders. They're raving about you. They're telling people how awesome you are. They're introducing clients. They just think you are the bee's knees and they want to see you succeed. And they are, yeah, your marketing machine. It's It's like they are advertising for you continuously. And it's because they love your work. So who are those people? The second group, uh, the pit crew, their role is all about keeping you in the moment. The beautiful thing about the pit crew is they don't really care about how much money you're earning, how successful your business is, the car that you're driving, where your kids are going to school, uh, the latest pair of runners you're wearing. They don't care about any of that stuff. They care about you. And they, they understand that you are running a marathon, not a sprint. They equally understand that life isn't all unicorns and rainbows and they want to see you succeed. They are like uh, running along behind you, following you, picking you up when you fall over, not buying into drama, not fueling the excuses, but they're there, they're looking after you, they're holding you tightly and then they're making sure you fly again. And the pick are really important. Now, the advice I go is this cannot be your husband. So Annalise is now smiling at me across the camera because I know she was thinking, oh, that's my husband. It can't be your husband. It can't be your wife. It can't be your partner. It can't be your mom. It can't be your dad. It has to be someone professionally that essentially has your back, that is watching out for you, that will do anything for you because they care about you. Not about how successful you are, but they care about you as a human being. The third group of people are teachers. And the teachers are all about helping you know more. The competitive advantage that every single one of us has right now in this world of mass of sameness, in this world where there are a whole heap of coaches, a whole heap of hairdressers, a whole heap of marketeers, a whole heap of accountants and lawyers, where essentially we think we're all being different, but we're not. We all look the same. Where... If we're not careful, it's a race to the bottom because we compete on price. The only thing that is different is what you know. What you know and what you think. And so we have to surround ourselves with people that know more than us, that are willing to uh, stretch our thinking, to challenge our thinking, to teach us more so that we have that edge over our competition. And we have to seek them out. So that's the teachers. And the fourth group of people are the butt kickers. Annalise, I hear from so many business owners, I'm my own butt kicker. I go, no, you're not. No, you're not. We cannot be our own butt kicker because you'll always revert to doing the stuff that's easy. Yeah, we revert. And, and if, if anyone's listening to this and goes, that's not me, I go, okay, how many times have you added something to your list just so you can tick it off? Yeah, we, we do the stuff that is easy to do. We need a butt kicker behind us that knows what we're trying to achieve and that will absolutely make sure we do it. So I talk about those four people as being the key group to help us achieve our goals and how you find them, okay, they're so much closer than you think. They are so much closer than you think. You know, our natural instinct is to go on LinkedIn or to go to a networking event. But that's just cold networking. It's so superficial. It's, it's icky. I call it it's icky networking. Whereas if you just open your ears and your eyes and start becoming more curious of the conversations that you're having, they are already around you. Your promoter is already saying to you, I love your work. I really reckon this is awesome. That product that you've created is phenomenal. Wow, I love you know the haircut you've given me or the advice you've given me on my numbers, or they're already raving about your work. You've just got to ask them for more help. The Pit Crew are already checking in on you. How are you doing? you okay? Do you need a coffee? Do you want to set up a Zoom call? They're already doing that. The teachers are already challenging what you're doing. They're already pushing you to go harder. I'm sure you're a teacher for lots of people that are listening to this, Annalise, in terms of the work that you do. And our butt kickers are already going, hey, you said you were going to do this. Where is it? So they're already there. And if they're not, I go, I call that like the hot network. If if they're not, go and approach people that you respect and you admire and ask them to make an introduction for you. Go the warm way. And 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 that's essentially it. I going to take control. Again, as you're probably picking up. My whole piece is ownership, ownership, ownership. Be intentional, ask for help, be brave and courageous enough to reach out to people, share with them what inspires you about them, and ask them to help you. And most people will say yes. And I find it quite entertaining. I, I've been in the country now for, what, 20 years. I arrived with no job, nowhere to live. I literally just had my backpack, a resume, a, and a what do you call it, a permission that I could live here. Visa, there we go, there's a <laughs> word. So I had my backpack, I had a resume, I had a visa, I had my boyfriend that who's become my husband, and that's it. I had nowhere to live, no job, no income, nothing. And essentially, I had to rebuild my network in a country where I knew no one, I had to rebuild my career in a country where I had no social proof and I had to rebuild my life. And it really was down to the power of connection and networking the right way. What fascinates me is, you know, I'm seen as a a global thought leader in the space of networking. I've written a best-selling book on networking. I teach people how to do this stuff. I have built and sold my own business. I now run a seven-figure practice. But here's the thing. I don't go to networking functions. Because I have built my business and my network by being far more intentional by thinking about quality versus quantity, by everything I write about and I teach other people now because it is this this magic source of connecting deeply, of really having an intentionality about the conversation, about how you can help other people. And instead of just going out there almost as a, they're scattergunning around actually being intentional about who do I need in my world that can help me and who can I help and seeing the multiplier effect that that has is incredible so it's it is it's 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 the um, it's the game changer build the network of you a transformational network of you it will change your business yeah I
0: love that so much and a big part of the focus with a lot of my new clients is that relationship building because they don't have the money to invest in ads because they're getting started, but that's what they can do. They can go and actually go and connect. But I think these days the trend is automation and low touch. And, you know, I just want to work and sit on the beach with my laptop for five minutes and make millions of dollars. Mm. And so people are building these businesses that don't have that human connection, but it we're people and we thrive on human connection, and we buy from people that we know and we like and we trust. And how do we build that? Well, we have to okay. actually be having those conversations. And yeah, so I, I love that uh, you're talking about the quality over quantity and all of that because I, I it's so up. true. Uh,
1: and you know what? We we are more connected than ever before, mm. and yet we're more disconnected than ever before. Mm. So we have all of these incredible tools at our disposal to connect. And yet, if you look at any study, and I've done a lot of study into this, the amount of people that are feeling lonely, the amount of disconnection, the impact on people's mental health and well-being is just out of control. And you're right, Annalise, and that business is not always has been about people. And, you know, the one bit of advice, there's two, two magic pieces that I'm going to give to your audience to think about as they start building their network. First of all, we've all got something to give, right? You don't have to have millions of dollars. You don't have to have a huge database to do a contra on. You've all got something to give. You've got experience. You've got ideas. You've got passion. You've got an opinion. You've probably got someone you can introduce them to. You've read something. There's an article that you've seen. There's a podcast. We've all got something that we can give in exchange. There's always something to give. Um, when you reach out to somebody, get very clear on what is your one key question. If you only had five minutes with that person, what would you ask them? And the reason that's so important is we've forgotten how to connect. We've forgotten about the fact that the thing that is the scarcest resource of all right now is time. And so what do we do when we forget that time is a scarce resource? We go, can you catch up for a coffee? Can I pick your brain? Do you have five minutes? Fancy a Zoom call? And it's so bland. It's, it's, it is like connecting with someone randomly on Facebook or LinkedIn. It's the same concept. There's, there's, no, there's no connection in there. The training that I do, I say to people, okay, get really clear on who you want to reach out to. Do your research on that person. There's no excuse anymore. Why do you want to connect with them? What is it that inspires you about them? And what do you, what is the one question you want to ask them? And then ask them that question when you connect. So, for example, let's imagine you're a small fashion company. And let's imagine that you are really inspired by someone that started off small and has now built a 120-strong retail chain in Australia. Send them an email that goes... I'm so inspired by how you took an idea and one store to now 120 chain store concept. I'm just starting out. And as someone starting out, what would be the three key things that you wish you had known all those years ago? Get specific. It could be uh, I'm really inspired by how you built and sold your business over 10 years. Um, What is the biggest mistake that you made? I'm really inspired by how you've become a partner in that organization and as a woman in that organization, what are the, what are the critical things that you think I need to look out for? I'm really inspired by how you had, Janine, I'm really inspired by how you had a successful corporate career and then you left with a young family and built a business. What is the one lesson that you would give to me as someone that's about to do the same? You know, be specific in your one question because what that shares with me is, You're taking an interest. You're being intentional. You know why you want to connect. And my likelihood, the physiology of most human beings is that they will then respond. They will respond with an answer or they'll go, let's set up a time to call or they'll go, actually, I haven't got time right now, but let me introduce you to. And don't be afraid to follow up. If I take me as an example, I have hundreds of emails coming in every single day. The people that follow up, I love it. I go, yeah, oh, my God, thank you for chasing me. I've been meaning to answer your email for the past few weeks or whatever it is. I think I might have done that with you too, Annalise. But do it, you know, because there's so many people. And if I think about LinkedIn, you know, again, I think I get about at least 100, 150 connections every single week, every single person I respond to personally. And I always say, sure, it would be great to connect. What exactly did you want to talk about? Silence from around 97% of the people that have gone click, 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 click. -hmm. So it's my way of triaging, but those 3% I get into conversation with and we engage. The second tip is thank you is no longer enough. Whatever you do to build that connection, to nurture that relationship, please be intentional with your follow-up and say thank you for What are you thanking them for? Don't just go, thank you. And thank them for the information they shared, the advice they gave, the insight they added, the connection they've introduced you to, and let them know what you're doing with the information. Because every single one of us wants to feel like our time is well spent. We want to feel like we are making a difference. We want to be purposeful in the work that we're doing. And yet very few of us get thanked for the impact we're making on other people. Be the one that gets remembered for saying thank you for, and do it if you can in a handwritten note, because that stands out, but you've gained. You've got email, you've got LinkedIn, you've got SMS, uh, text messages, and messengers. There is no excuse. For saying thank you for and being very intentional about what you're thanking them for, about the impact they made on you. And that's how we nurture build relationships.
0: That's such powerful information. Those two points alone are so good. If you missed that, go back and re-listen to it. <laughs> because you're so you're so totally correct. And I, I love that you're helping people to be intentional and then that email that you gave the examples for it gives that person the, the recipient that little bit of the ego boost to know like oh yeah I have done some great things and they've appreciated it they've t- taken the time to actually craft an email that's not just thanks you know <laughs> it's <a> generic <laughs> copy paste copy paste thing yeah and then we do like to help people and make a difference and so if someone has taken the time to craft a message like that and ask a specific question that is relevant then i think you're right i think the the response is going to be much greater and the benefit to the writer the person sending it is going to be much greater as well so thank you so much for sharing that So how can people learn more about Be Brilliant and Engage and how do people chase you down?
1: I I can be found everywhere, but the best place is uh, LinkedIn's always good for me, Janine Garner, look me up on LinkedIn and my website, janinegarner.com.au. And if anybody is interested in grabbing a sample copy of my latest book, Be Brilliant, Just head to bebrilliantbook.com and you can download an extract of the book there. Fantastic. And we'll link to that. And then there's the program that's if
0: people want to take it a step further and actually be implementing the four the um four principles. They're not principles, what are they? They're laws. Four laws. laws. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> I like, that, that's not the right word. The four laws of brilliance. There is the the program as well where they oh. can actually dive in and get coaching from you.
1: Yeah. Thank you for asking. Give me a chance to share that. I'm super excited about this program. You know, my, as you're probably hopefully picking up my passion is to help other people become their best, become brilliant. And, um, I realize that there's only so many people I can talk to face-to-face, one-on-one, and so we've, I've developed a uh, seven-week online program called Be Brilliant Advantage. Over those seven weeks, uh, we go through these four laws of brilliance. Uh, there's a whole heap of actionable worksheets to do, and essentially, it's about unlocking your brilliance to find that growth opportunity to accelerate your personal positioning and impact you're making, and most of all, to drive your performance but what i've also added to that is every week i am online coaching 90 minutes with the people that are on that program and there's a closed facebook page etc and it's about getting a shift anybody that is serious about uh, they may be frustrated stuck exhausted but they want more they know that there's more opportunity in their business or in themselves this is for them if you're a go-getter Uh, running your own business and you want to become more then yeah just just reach out send me an email look on my website and i'll send you some details yeah
0: i think it's it's such a great way to do it because it's all well and good to read a book but without actually putting the principles into action you're not going to be that much further along you might you know have taken a step but if you really want to run with it and make it make a difference then something that's the actual implementation with that with that coaching component and worksheets and all that is is going to be the thing that's that's going to get you there so well done thank you yeah thank you so much for your time janine i've loved learning from you i'm gonna go back and have a listen myself and take some more <laughs> notes i filled <laughs> up an entire page so um yeah thank you so much for taking the time it's great to connect and um hopefully we can do
1: it again. Love that. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's been an absolute honor to have a chat with you, Annalise.
0: Thanks so much for listening to the Mum Style Business Podcast. One more thing before you go. I would love to be able to practically support you with free live marketing coaching every single week. So head on over and join the Social Marketing Method Facebook group. Connect with other successful women in business, combining ambition and motherhood and making a real impact in their families and in the world. To join, go to AnnaliseWarn.com forward slash group or search for The Social Marketing Method on Facebook. Can't wait to see you there.